Let's talk. Jimmy here with Andy and Sean. How you doing, guys? Ew. <laughs> that was so synchronized. So today, today is a monumental episode in BLT history because the Iron Man streak is coming to an end. Pat Riley has been kicked off the show. It's just the three of us now. We had an issue during the Super Bowl party where Pat went out and bought a square without us and won a bunch of money. Scum. So, as we're all 25% owners of this company, Pat got the boot, even though Sean's still recording from and his he basement. he very selfishly so, went on vacation, which... Yes, with, with, with his winnings that we weren't in on. During... So, we got a new three-man show during now. During the peak of sports, like... There's so much to talk exactly. about. Bros. <laughs> he is missing. He is missing the start of XFL weekend. Ooh. He claims that our podcast is the is the XFL yeah, podcast. <laughs> he leaves. Smoke. Doesn't watch his defenders come out to a huge victory. Huge victory. He's out drinking freaking fierce melon Gatorade oh, in Arizona. Dude, I am in so jealous here. of that. Eating in and out, going on hikes in Sedona. So you won't be hearing from Pat anymore because he's dead to he us. has been booted from the show. <laughs> he's dead to us. Just kidding, guys. He's on vacation with Alyssa in Arizona. Yeah, Pat didn't win he any didn't squares. Go, <laughs> Pat didn't, yeah, Pat never he didn't go squares. rogue and buy a square without us. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> he's just off on vacation, so we decided we'd shoulder the brunt of this wonderful podcast. So it is true that the Iron Man streak comes to an to, end. Right, 108 That's episodes. damn good. 109, Crazy. whatever it was. It was pretty damn good. Over almost three years, right? Mm-hmm. Two and a half years I've been doing this? It's amazing. So, yeah. None of us are used to leading, so this should be interesting. Yeah, well, you've done a good job Pat's so far. Usually drive, Pat's usually the driver, producer, creator of the show. So, we're off to a good start, though, I It'll think. It'll show if very if quickly why, I'm still pissed at Pat because he's probably Pat's crushing fierce melons like crazy right now, but... Dude, right while he's hiking in Sedona. Sedona. All right, so as I alluded to a few minutes ago, we had the start of the XFL season yesterday. Two games. Um, did you guys watch it all? Highlights only for me. My Dallas, uh, my Dallas team is on today. Against I'll, my St. So Louis Battlehawks. Here we go. I watched probably about 30 minutes. Um the production was much better than I thought. It was hard to hear the announcers because it seems like everything is mic'd up. The coaches, the players, the officials. So I'm hoping that's something that will get cleaned up soon. The football was better than I thought, but not nearly as good, I'd say, as even college football for, for good college football teams. Um, because the rules differ, I'm assuming 
coaches, players, and referees have a learning curve they have to adjust to. So as that continues, I'm expecting the play to improve. But overall, it was it was good. There was like 18,000 people at the Defenders game. Um, I think they won 31-19. They covered. they covered, yes. And Okay, so what's cool about the production is they have the over-under right there on the screen. <laughs> they have who's favored. But, I mean, it's, they're fully embracing right. gambling for the everything, XFL. Everything that and, I heard was overwhelmingly positive, <laughs> though. Like, Yeah, so, so Vince came out and said the first time that the XFL debuted, it was too yeah. gimmicky. And they're trying to pull back on how gimmicky it is. They had some cool... Um, some cool things that I did like. So, for instance, I love the kickoff. Yeah, let's just get straight to the rule changes because there's a couple that are pretty, like, pretty actually solid. I don't know the exact rule. I just saw this a handful of times. So, for kickoffs, I want to say offense and defense are each standing across from the opposite person. Ten yards. Maybe, like, ten yards Mm -hmm. apart. And the kicker kicks the ball. And once the ball hits the kick returner's hands, then the teams can start running at each other. So I think that does a good job, ideally, of cutting yep. down injuries, making kick returns possible still, while also setting up... I think up they're even more possible. The, the defense does. Because it's like a glorified oh, yeah, run sure. play yeah. at that point. Totally. Correct. And you mentioned yes. they backed the but, kicker up too, right? Yeah. Yes. I didn't... Yeah. yeah, so I think each time the guy caught the ball, he was at the 5 or 10 yard That's line. perfect. But you're also still giving, giving the kicking team a chance to make a play... To, to tackle them, whatever. Mm-hmm. There is a, a dedicated official just for, for to watch the football. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his only job. He has a red hat. He spots it. He watched it. That's his only job. So Every play is under review. That's new too. So there yeah. are no reviews for the coaches. Every play is under review. They're watching everything upstairs. The extra point, I think, goes, well, you can have a, a one, Correct. two, or three mm-hmm. points for the extra point. There's like a, oh, yeah, so that makes a nine-point mm-hmm. touchdown, essentially. Yep. Um, I'm not sure other than that in terms of the rules. I think changes. those are the big ones. The extra points the, and then the kickoffs. Yeah, the three-point play is ran from the one play from the 10-yard line to get a three-pointer. Um, there's a couple other. The overtime rules are different. It's going to be... Okay. So for overtime, it's each offense gets five plays, I believe. And okay. the offenses and defenses are on the field all at the same time at opposite ends in the field. So once one play ends, they cut right over to the other side, and then they go. So it's kind of like a kind of like a shootout style. Oh, that's right. Um, you know, so that's different, which I thought was actually pretty. It's going to be kind of like rapid fire while the other play is going. The you know while the no- south end zone is playing, the north end zone they'll be huddled up making their play call. Once the south end zone wraps up, it goes straight to the north, and it's just going to be a back and forth. Um, so that's that's way different. I think the different scoring options make it very interesting, especially when you get teams that start to start to gamble a little bit more on on their sure. normal touchdowns rather than just go for one, like automatically go for two or automatically go for three. But then the different scenarios of when you're playing from behind going for it and then having to go for two, having to go for three, I think is going to make it really interesting down the stretch. And the fact that you can go mm-hmm. for three and essentially it's the same as a, as a normal field goal. Like that's a, that's a really interesting just little tweak in the game that I think makes it, yeah, that's going to change how how scoring, you know, like at the end, if you're down 10 and there's two minutes left, you, you opt for the mm-hmm. field goal, try to get the ball back or whatever. That's going to, mm-hmm. in the NFL, that's going to change 
how games are managed at the end, which I think coaches, players, and officials will have to get used to. So if they keep putting out a good product and, and clean up some <clears throat> things in, in the football, the, the main thing is the football has to be good enough Correct. to watch. It doesn't have to be the NFL. It doesn't have to be college football. But, for instance, yesterday I saw a lot of just drop passes, a lot of missed tackles. If you can clean up the things you should be doing because that's the the name of the sport, I think this has a chance to be successful. You also see that in week one of the NFL, though, too. So exactly. You're right. I, I think that's going to kind of iron itself out. Hopefully it does. And the I was shocked. So I don't know if you guys saw that the one kickoff where the ball landed short. I did not. So see there's that. a caveat in the kickoff that if it if the kick doesn't make it to the 20 yard line, so basically teams okay. are going to try and make it so that they can tackle the guy instantly, mm. rather than give him a little bit of running start from the end zone, set up a play. At least that's what I understood. That's kind of the strategy of the kickoff is to kind of kick it as close to the 20 as possible, so that they don't get okay. a big running start to set up a return. So this kicker kicked off, and it didn't make it to the 20, hit the ground, the ref blew the whistle dead, and because they didn't get it to the 20, the other team got the ball on the other 45-yard line, like going in. Dang. So, So, like, huge penalty for not doing a legal kickoff, but you want to make it as close to the 20 as possible so that... So that these guys don't get to set up a full return from the end zone. So sure. I I think the rule changes are pretty cool. It keeps it fresh, and it's not like you're just yeah. watching a diminished NFL. So what right. happens when, let's say a team you know is down by what twelve, or yeah, let's say they're down by twelve. They hit the six. They get the three. How do they onside kick? Do we know? Uh, I don't know any onside kick. That's a good kick question. Rules. I don't know. If they just like they just set up like a normal onside kick as long as they deem it prior an onside kick or something. I'll look into it really quick. Continue. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. That might be another reason why they try and pop it up on the twenty. Well, actually, no, because you can't actually take off from your spot. Like when you're lined up on on the kickoff, you can't actually move until the player catches it, right? Correct, yeah. yes. You cannot move until the player makes yeah. contact with okay. the ball. The other smart thing I, be- I think they're doing is they started with only eight teams. Yes. Mm. So there's four games a week. You're not, you're not oversaturating us with, as, as compared to NFL standards, subpar football, yeah. which, which, again, it, it doesn't need to be the NFL, but because the NFL season just ended and you just saw this, this really well-played <clears throat> Super Bowl, you're going to want to see more good football. So I think it's four games a week. They have things that are different that make the game exciting. I think they have a chance, really have a chance at success as long as they just keep progressing and, and stay away from being too gimmicky, which they appear to be doing. Well, for, so. And if they're, play, if they're paying their players well enough, which I haven't looked uh-huh. at any salaries or anything like that, but if they start pulling talent away from like the Canadian Football League, Mm-hmm. Yes. Then I think yes. it will also be a very viable option for for guys that don't Agreed. make it to the NFL. And for sure, you're going to end up seeing guys like the Bears just signed a guy from the Canadian Football League, like one of the best uh the best players out of the Canadian Football League. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and <laughs> a yeah, cornerback. Right? We will take him. And I think as long as the as long as you're still getting like 
college talent that just didn't make it to the NFL, like Cardale Jones, just didn't mm-hmm. work didn't work yep. out. If they continue to show success, then they might not they might get a shot at a NFL tryout or things like that, or like this guy from the Canadian Football League just automatically get a contract. Right. And another thing the XFL has done well to kind of I guess legitimize the the organization, you know, to separate themselves from the past XFL. Vince McMahon is strictly money. He pretty much has yes. no, he's not the face of the organization. Right. You know, he probably has say in the rules and things like that, but he's not like the dictator of the organization. He's not welcome to the XFL and all this other garbage. So he's pretty much like just the money and he ha- probably has like a percentage say, uh, you know, in the in the in the rulings and things like that. But also, the XFL is affiliated with the NFL now, so there yes. is an actual affiliation. So the NFL is basically like these rules, like these. Like I have the list of rules right here, the rule changes, and like this is kind of like a feeder program for the NFL. Like a, not all of these, but some of these rules could be considered like beta testing essentially for the NFL. Like the kickoff rule. Like like the kickoff. Exactly. Like Agreed. the kickoff rule, like the the permanent ref ball spotter, like that's I feel like that's a really good idea. I don't know why that's not a thing already. So there there's a couple things here. Maybe not the double forward pass. I just scrolled past that one, but who knows. <laughs> I lo- I but, like that right. one. I like I said, I, it has to be different enough so where you're not watching just a shittier NFL and having those yep. things like the kickoff and the double forward pass. I think that makes stuff exciting. And yes, for a league like that, you have to. I was expecting higher scoring um, yeah. from the first mm-hmm. week, but th- again, that might be something that kind of levels out and comes more true to form once players kind of shake the rust off. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's all, all good stuff for the record. I looked yeah. up the onside rule kick. It is a normal oh, nice. onside kick NFL style, but you have to declare that you are kicking an onside kick. So there's no like new Orleans oh. saints kicking the fake onside at the super bowl. Like, because you have to get the regular kickoff to the 20, you can't pull like a fake onside kick. Right. That's kind of what I assumed that they would have to designate that they are going for an onside yep. kick. That makes sense. So another good thing about them only having eight teams is it doesn't spread the talent too thin right. around a sixteen-team yes. league or whatever they might have gone for because the names are already they're pretty thin already. Yeah. Uh, so. so did we talk about how how they're doing a team nine? Did we talk about this? We didn't, week, but I ago? I have heard plenty about it, which I think is Go really into interesting. It, I so been. Sean, I. Okay, so essentially what they're doing is they're going to have a team of players ready. So if someone gets hurt on the Tampa Bay team, their safety, they can take a guy from Team 9 to play for however many weeks. When the guy's healthy, he goes back. Then if another team needs him, they pull him. So essentially it's just like a pool of injured reserve players. Yes, a pool of injured reserve guys. That's awesome. Yeah, so that concept is... I think is pretty cool, and I'll be interested to see. And they're how getting that, paid. So they're getting paid that on that out. too. Whereas, like, if you were just yes, a free correct. agent in the NFL waiting to get your name called, you're not right, getting, you're paid not getting paid. So if you right. if you pull a guy from Team Nine and he actually pans out to be a really like a really good player, you can then choose to sign him. I'm assuming well. so. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. I don't know. I also just read that in all of their contracts, they're done in a certain way, so that if an NFL team wants them, they can 
get out of their XFL contract to go to the NFL. I think the XFL actually, people are giving it like a two-year timeline. They don't think it's going to make it past that. But I think as long as they stay under the NFL's wing, and they, yes, I think they exactly. might actually be okay. Right. So right. If they, if they do view know. it as a true feeder program, the NFL is going to want them to succeed and probably do everything in their Correct. power to keep it as a feeder program. And, and financially will help them. Yeah, and it seems like they are doing successful. that just because the NFL is in on it now and like the way their contracts are constructed, it sounds like they're looking at, you know, to be affiliated with the NFL. Correct. So we'll see. Yes, we will. Should be interesting. Jimmy, who's your team? Um, Tampa Vipers, the... right? Tampa Bay Vipers, yes. They play, they're playing today. Oh, we all play today. Can't wait. Here we go. Can't wait. So I'm actually in uh, in an XFL fantasy league. Nice. But uh, Get out of it's, here. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible <laughs> website. <laughs> Very bad website. Like, uh, we all were just going to auto-draft. And then some guys were like, well, I'm actually going to draft my team. And I was like, I'll just auto-draft and I'll deal with the fallout as it goes. You know, it's only a $10 buy-in, so whatever. And uh, the auto-draft is your your players are auto-drafted in alphabetical order. So I just have a (laughs) shit. Not even broken down by position. So when I looked at my roster for the first time, I didn't have any quarterbacks, kickers, or defenses. And I had mostly Dallas and D.C. players. I was like, what in the hell is going on Get here? What the hell? Yeah, out and I, there, right? dude, I was like, <laughs> exactly. Yes, XFL fantasy site. It's so, oh, so boy. shitty, dude. And, like, this is the only one this guy could find, this only website. I was like, all right, well, we'll just see how it goes. So I'm, like, trying to find kicker. There's only eight teams, and there's eight guys right. in the league. And I was like, That's dude, tough. someone. Yeah, someone has two starting quarterbacks, and now I have none. I can't find a starting kicker or defense. I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. Uh, so that's that's the position I'm in on XFL Fantasy, in case you were wondering. But they also have DraftKings XFL. Yeah, I, I did know that, did really? that DraftKings was going in on that. Yeah, pretty amazing. It's all good stuff. All right, well, good luck to your teams today, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. You too, boys. You too. I feel very confident. All right, moving on, we have the Oscars today or tomorrow, whenever you hear <laughs> Yesterday, I should say, whenever whenever you hear this. Release this um, yesterday. Yeah, coming to you live, yes, yeah. pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys planning on watching it all? Uh, I will on and off. I've kind of yeah, I, I I've grown in and out of um, the Oscars. I think it's dumb how they keep doing it without yes, a host. Agreed. Whereas I think I would be more inclined to watch the Golden Globes. Like I was intrigued because Ricky Gervais was hosting, and yeah. and just did right. not give it, <laughs> and it was and awesome. I saw it. I saw his <laughs> opener on Twitter, and then I was like, oh, I should probably tune into this because this is going to be really good <laughs> all night. Yeah. Um, Shredding. I I care about who wins, but I don't need to hear anybody's speech or anything like that or. If I if I had somebody that I was like kind of rooting for, um, in order like yeah. like Leo when he finally won his, like I was intrigued to see what he had to say up on stage. But overall, it's just <laughs> exactly it's a bunch of bullshit. I think. Yeah, I think that I think that nineteen seventeen is gonna. I think they will house. too, and especially Dude, a, especially after seeing it, it was everything that it's hyped up to be. Totally. Okay. Totally. And he, that's, good to that's know. what we were talking about before, too. We were talking the one shot camera 
camera work on it is it's crazy. The movie itself is awesome, so but that's just such it's a cool made, aspect. It's made to seem like it's on correct. one shot, correct? Okay. I don't know how that's they do intense. that. It's it's kind of crazy, and it, um, the only reason I I kind of picked up on it is because I've looked into that stuff before. Like the first one to do it was uh, True Detective when they did that big long take oh, with Matt yes. that like eight yeah. minute scene or yeah. whatever. But that, but that was, was awesome. but that, that was that one was long one take, long wasn't take, it? correct? Okay. And then the next one was uh, Birdman with uh, oh yeah, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yep. Um, that one was the first one where it was made to look like one long shot. Um, and there's certain That's things. A good movie too. There's certain <laughs> things that you can kind of pick up on when you're watching it, where if like a they pass behind a tree or something like that that takes up the whole screen and it just kind of looks like they're walking past it. But that's what they use yeah. as a cut. And okay. so they'll walk past that and then they'll just pick up and make it look like it was the exact same thing. And so they use things like that um, to actually motion a cut. But there's so many things that are going on in the background that are used as cues for different things as well hmm. because there's so many different firing parts um and there's a good there's a really good YouTube video breakdown of the true detective one to where they had so many people lined up in that little area where the scene took place where they were timing everything out so meticulously because they they needed to yeah. and especially right. in a war movie when there's so much stuff going on in the background and things like that it was it was really, really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, is it? I don't want to say is it hard to watch, but you have to watch it in a different way than you watch normal movies. Like, I, do you have to be more focused? Uh, no, but or... there's because it's because it's continue. It's meant to made be like one long shot. There's no real break where you can where you feel like there's a lull. Like, yeah, it's okay. just it's constant. It's constant. And it, uh, but you know that's a tribute to how good 1917 true. is because it's very clear cut. You're not confused at any points. It's 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 okay. it's a really really good movie, and they use them and they do the method, you know, so flawlessly that you're never like you know what happened or what are they talking about. It's never it's nothing. It's never anything like that. You're always you know kind of captivated by the film. You're always into it because the action is constant and the writing mm-hmm. is just so well done that you know you're pretty much always right there with and it's like anxiety ridden throughout the entire movie (laughs) that's what i've heard get uncomfortable at times edge of your seat just waiting for something to happen and just the way that they like there's a couple scenes where they go through and it's completely pitch black at night and it's only lit up by these big flare guns that are up in the air it's that part was awesome that that part was so awesome. He's like pretty much behind enemy lines at that time, and it's just so crazy. Yeah. Man, that movie was awesome. I was telling Andy right before this. As soon as I I watched 1917, and then I got home and I watched Shaving Private Ryan, and then I started Band of Brothers, <laughs> and then I started The Pacific, and now I'm about to buy Dunkirk. It's like I'm just getting all the way into it because of how awesome and 1917 was. Oh man, right. it was so good. And it's also I um, haven't seen. The Pacific, but Band of Brothers was one of my favorite war films. So, yeah, the Pacific ever. is very good. Not as good as Brand of Brothers, yeah. but it's okay. still that, yep. still really good. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll There's a lot of big names in both, like pre-big mm-hmm. name yeah. names in yes. both of those yes. series. Agreed. It's crazy. 
it is pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. Um, we mentioned that Jimmy, he hasn't seen it yet, but if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, make sure you go see it in a theater because it is worth the price of admission to have like big loud sound effects and feel mm-hmm. like you're immersed in the in the movie rather than watch it on a 45 inch tv or something just just for that to be in theater for that for the flare scene yep, when he's like just for that scene alone i would pay the price of admission just to be sitting there you know and, and going through that again that was awesome very much Such so did anybody movie. see uncut gems no i have That's not seen also it. no it's on my not list, on the though. oscar list but that was another <laughs> one where i heard that it was like anxiety ridden the entire time really I heard I heard that KG does a phenomenal job. That's what I've heard as well. It. Yeah, I really want to see that movie, but I'm behind on pretty much all of these movies. Like I've seen Me too. I'm a so fraction behind. of the movies on it's our Oscars good. list. And I know there's a lot of good ones too, which sucks. <laughs> that Oscar season is here and I haven't watched a lot of these, but Right, that's how I feel. Yeah. Too. But, you know, I saw The Joker, I saw 1917. Seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I feel like there's saw, not a lot of bullshit in this year's Best Picture category. There's really like, not. Like, all of these movies have been recommended to me by one person or another, whereas I think last year was the one where Roma was the favorite, and I had no intention of ever seeing that movie ever, even <laughs> though it was up for Best Picture. I don't think I did either. So, Oh, wow. So I didn't know Parasite was actually up for Best Picture. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's up for Best oh, yeah. Picture and Best Foreign that. Film. Yeah. I saw it for that one. I just glanced over it for Best Picture and took Joker immediately. But, yeah, that movie must have been pretty damn good then. Yeah, I'm really excited to see it. It's one of the few that I haven't seen yet. Um, yeah. But. What about Jojo the Rabbit? Jojo is I... Taiki Watiti. Um, so, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That guy's on fire. So yeah. I hope he yeah, wins he is, something so he goes up and gives a speech because that guy is just an electric factory. Really? He really is. He's Yeah, he's awesome. He's, he's a yeah, little nutty. He I'm definitely is. I don't care. I'm a as fan. long as he's on for Mando season two. Yeah, right. I hope they bring him in more for sure. Um, a yeah. couple of the categories. Um, there's a couple, like the actor and actresses category. Um Apparently, according to like odds makers and things like that, there's not a ton of there shouldn't be a ton of shockers like Walking Phoenix and um, Renee Zellweger are like blowing everything away. They've won every single award leading up to this and nobody thinks it's going to be any different for the Oscars. And same with uh, supporting actor and supporting actress. Brad Pitt's cleaned up and done his due diligence a lot see that's the other thing about the oscars people talk about like oh they've done really good with the press leading up to the oscars like that shouldn't have anything to to do with whether or not this guy wins (laughs) an academy award which is just yes those are those are mutually exclusive totally um and then scarlet or supporting actress i think is supposed to be laura dern that's another one that favorites like just odds on favorite by a million but I took Scar Joe. I did too. For supporting? There you go. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to take her for lead. Just oh, as a curveball. That's where I. F- oh, shit. Because she I was in Marriage thought, Story. That, if they got, yeah, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Scar Joe, Jojo Rabbit. Yep. I didn't know she was even affiliated with that. I thought it was Marriage Story, yeah. so I botched that. <laughs> I deserve that one. <laughs> shit. 
Well, there's that. Whoops. Well, you never know. <laughs> she's on fire this year, too, then. Yeah, she's, she's been in a She's ton, got huh? two films in the Oscars, and she's got her own... Uh, I can't wait to see that her own Marvel movie coming out, yep. which that movie looks oh, that awesome. Looks so I know. Good. I think so I just think 1917 is going to clean up. I'm like, I know. I'm looking at too. everything. I, I really do. It's just, it's nominated in so many things where it definitely deserves it, like cinematography and yep. like the directing. Sam Mendes, he's the odds-on yep. favorite for that because of how well the yep. movie was put together and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think they're going to go in and clean up, but. I took Sam Mendes for writing as well. Yeah. Um, I took Avengers for visual effects. Just because it's such... That movie was awesome. And it more than... I think, anyways, more than most of these movies, it depends on the visual effects to be the film that it is. Uh, maybe not Lion yes. King, but... Maybe not Lion King. <laughs> but it's longer than Lion King by a long shot. True. It's like two hours longer. The I can't believe, man, The Irishman was such a letdown for me. You didn't like it? No, not really. I thought it was like an hour too long, and I wasn't really buying... It's not that I didn't like it. Like It's obviously an interesting story, and like it's just too long for what the story was, and I wasn't really buying Robert De Niro as like a quote-unquote young man. Yeah. He looked old as shit. That's the biggest <laughs> gripe that I hear from yeah. people is that the the reverse aging yep. see, technology was just see, difficult to I didn't ever feel like it was distracting or like I couldn't get past it. I just didn't think it really did that much. Like Al Pacino still looked old as shit. Robert De Niro yep. still looked old, like Yep. I don't know. It, that was the That's only why I thing wasn't buying it. Yeah. Well, it made it confusing because it's like, okay, well, how old is he actually supposed to be? Because he's right. pretty uh, clearly, obviously, supposed to be legitimately a young man. Like, isn't he supposed to be like 20s, maybe 30s? Yeah. But he still he, looks he like, looked he's like a 55, 65. 60 year old. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so it's one of, one of um, the gripes I heard from multiple different, I don't know, avenues was that I guess there's a scene where Robert De Niro is curb stopping someone. <laughs> And they said he was moving so slow because he's so yep. old that, like, if you're curb stomping someone, you would not be moving right. that slow and, and putting that little amount of yep. pressure on whatever he was curb stomping. Like he, I've heard that from so many different people that it just it just threw yeah, something off. You can CGI like, somebody's which, face which is, as much as you can, but when they're hobbling across a street corner, like... <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is... My, yep. Which is... Well, before the show we were talking about, I finally saw Bad Boys for Life. And while I thought the movie was good, I was disappointed because Martin Lawrence just forgot how to act. And I don't know how to describe it any other way where he was talking slow. He just he, – it, it, he sounded so scripted. So I went home and I, I watched – I rewatched Bad Boys 2. And that movie – I mean their chemistry mm-hmm. in that movie was Big on time. fire. Just automatic. It was like watching two best friends just – Go at it, and that was not the case in the third Bad Boys. Still see it, but wait till it comes well, it's out. Like, it's like Andy said. I was, I, oh, I was I like, know. "Yo, what's the last thing Martin Lawrence even acted?" And he's like, "Yeah, Bad Boys 2. I'm like, "Well, shit, there you was, go." Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't right. seen exactly. his name spoken since. Right. But exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna actually look up at what the last thing he. Plus, was it's in. like you said, no Michael Bay. Right. It, it just didn't work yeah. for me. Those two things are synonymous with each other, Bad Boys and Michael Bay, and and uh, he was not in it, so. So there you have it. Actually, he he makes a cameo in the movie, but he did not he did not direct. Does he really? Michael, Michael Bay, Bay makes a cameo. Yeah, yeah, he makes a That's cameo. Yes. Yeah. 
Who does he play? Uh, he plays an MC at a wedding. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. It, so when I when I saw it, I was like, "Wait, is it?" I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure it is." And then, sure enough, it was. So <laughs> he very much has not been in much. Yeah, like a couple cameos here and there, and then like the last, I guess, quote unquote, big thing was one of the Big Mama's House movies, which was 2011. Now he could probably star in that okay, movie yes, without the cosmetics. <laughs> yeah, right. That was that was the other thing. It was definitely a, a puffy Martin yeah. Lawrence, which is fine. Like whatever. The first movie came out twenty five years ago, so he Did shouldn't really? look the same. That is a long yeah. Nineteen ninety five was the first. That's bad crazy. Boy. Second one was two thousand and three, and then this one was seventeen years later. Wow. So yeah, that's wild. Is this going to be cut. Brad Pitt's first Oscar? Out of nowhere, but has he won one before? I, I think so. Didn't he win for seven? Uh, great question. Um, fact check, fact check, fact check, fact check. Because he's the he well, is the favorite. We'll edit this out yeah. later. Yeah, <laughs> Pat, <laughs> do your do your thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, God. Oscar nominee, Oscar nominee. Wow. No, there he's never won. Lot. He won for He's never won. He won for Oscar. best picture for 12 Years a Slave, but he's never won for an actor. So all this outrage about Leo and Brad had never won I mean, either. I don't really think people consider Leo and Brad in the same category other than looks. Yeah. That's true. You don't think so? Leo's taken on an way more standpoint. lead acting. Yeah. Like Brad Pitt has had solid cameos or like supporting actor roles, but he, I don't. He hasn't really carried as many impact films as mm-hmm. Leo has. Leo has done some mm. like pretty much. He is like the pinnacle. I would say he's got like the best portfolio of any powerhouse actor. He won, in, in my opinion. He won yeah, a Golden Globe sense. for Twelve Monkeys. That was it. Oh okay. Did you guys see Knives Out? I, I really want to. But- that's that's one that's definitely on my list because it's gotten a lot of praise. Me too. That and I still want to see a beautiful day in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks. About yeah. So Rogers. how is Tom Hanks a supporting actor it, on that? It wasn't a. It wasn't about I, I Mr. Rogers. Know. It was about the relationship between. Excuse me. A relationship between a writer and Mr. Rogers. Like it wasn't like okay. a story about mm. Mr. Rogers' life. It gotcha. was. It was a story about this one writer that wrote a book or a newspaper article i can't remember um about his like interview time with mr rogers got it i thought the same thing and i thought the movie was going to be about mr rogers and somebody told me that exact same thing so that's the only reason why i know that right i was wondering that when i saw him on the list i was like this that's crazy i feel like i always go through and if i haven't seen any of the big movies from award season, I end up seeing them once they get out on streaming or like a red box or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's my plan. Um, but 1917, worth worth every penny for going to see it early and seeing it in a the theater. Definitely. I still think you guys need to see the new Skywalker as well, or the new Star Wars as well. Yeah. Oh, I, yes. that's. I don't know how list. that kind of I, slipped I through the that. cracks for me. Like, I was super, it did I for me too. Was super excited about it. Obviously, the last chapter of 
this little trilogy and i think we we were trying to go and see it a bunch and then it just ended up falling through every time we tried to make plans to do it and then it just got away just if i were in my opinion it was the best of the new trilogy and it's really not even close and after really? yeah it's for me it's not even close this is this was the best one in which I also think the second one was maybe the worst Star Wars movie ever made. So that's that's where I'm at. Uh, just so you, just worse for, than Phantom Menace. Worse than Phantom Menace, even wow. because at least Phantom Menace brought us Darth Maul and the double sided lightsaber, and Qui Gon <laughs> Jinn was a solid character. Like there was things you could take from that that were badass. That kind of revamped the that kind of revamped the franchise. But there was I couldn't take a lot from number two. I feel like. Uh, pretty much an hour and a half from the second Star Wars was pretty much useless. Like the whole, the mission that Finn goes on and he gets double crossed by Benicio del Toro. Like that whole thing is pretty much useless when you look at the spectrum of what they're trying to accomplish in the film. But the third one is the best one by far for me. So disregard any ratings you've seen about it because it really is the best one. And it means so much to the storyline that it makes the first one better after you rewatch the first one after seeing the third one. So I would definitely recommend that's another one that because it's star Wars, seeing it in theater, probably it's not like 1917 where you kind of, you'll, you know, 1917 is just overall a phenomenal film, but to see the third star Wars in theaters, it'll have a bigger impact than seeing it in your living room. So, but that one was awesome. It's definitely the darkest of all the star Wars movies. Okay. So it's, it's pretty wild. So, but I don't think they're going to take anything home. I think I took them for original score because I, I love John Williams, but I don't think I selected. They didn't have many other categories to even be selected in. It was that in visual effects. That's one of my favorite family. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's when they do Blue Harvest and they go and burn <laughs> Luke's parent or Luke's aunt and uncle, and then they burned all of the band. Chris is like John Williams. <laughs> They're all burnt to a crisp. It's so funny, and then they bring in the new band, and it's yeah, that scene's hilarious. I know exactly what you're talking about. Ah, that's good stuff. I don't have much else. Yeah, boys, I'm good. That was uh, this is nice this is the true low point. I guess we could. last week was the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, dude. We I went on. Together. I went on. Yeah, I posted. We'll just talk about this because we have time anyway. I uh, submitted to a new group called Hot Ham Sports. <laughs> there are a bunch of guys out of the East Coast who oh, are yeah. friends with uh, my buddy Johnny DeSalvo. And uh, so they started this big group. And he was like, we're in Devil's Head. And he wanted to make a video, you know, talking shit to those guys and whatnot. And they live in New York. And they're huge 49ers fans. What? And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, they got, first of all, you have two teams in New York. And you don't like either <laughs> one of them. And you glob onto right. the Niners. But apparently they're, they're lifelong fans at least. Okay. But still, to be on the opposite coast, I, I'm, I'm, they probably took them because of the, the, the uh, Steve Young, Jerry Rice era. But either way. I like posted a video with Johnny and I was just like shredding him. Like I was telling him pretty much everything I said happened in the last eight minutes of the game where Sherman got burned because he's too old and slow. Mahomes stepped up. Garoppolo crumbled. I told, I told him it was 31 17 chiefs win. It was 31 20. And there was a couple of, I think like all of my, like my betting picks hit except for one. I took both on the over, over for sacks. He was at one and a half. So that was the only one that didn't hit. 
And then uh, I just like started blasting them. I was like, dude, we need to start like a BLT hot ham rivalry with these guys because I start, <laughs> I like put them on blast. I pretty much like I think I went. Oh yeah, let's uh, do right. It. Like I demanded a top fan badge. <laughs> like I posted on hot ham. I was like, listen, I don't. I like your. I like you know what you guys are doing, but basically I demand a top fan badge because of how <laughs> accurate my predictions were. Like the 49ers got burned in the end and their inexperience showed. So if you're not going to give me the top fan badge, then we have problems. And he was just like trying to talk shit about the bears and stuff. And I was like, dude, you can talk shit about the bears right now. It doesn't even matter to me at this point. Right. So we're, right. We're exactly. far, far past that. But in terms of the Super Bowl goes, I thought it was pretty awesome. It's I'm glad game. they won. Great game. I'm glad Mahomes' legacy is beginning, like, or taking the step. And then uh, Andy Reid, obviously. I mean, who doesn't love that guy? Yeah, I was most happy for Andy Reid. Yeah. I figured Mahomes would get one eventually regardless, so. Yeah, he'll probably get a couple more, too. You never know. Hopefully. That's what I'm hoping. Well, yeah, it's true. You don't, you don't ever know, but I, I think you will. I'm just glad that Andy Reid got it. Also, I want to start calling him the barbecue walrus. We've talked about that, but I really want that to circulate. I'm all in on that. <laughs> all right, good. Yeah, me too. I think it's Perfect. great. Perfect. It's crazy that Kyle Shanahan, I understand that it takes more than just a coach to lose a game like that, but the fact that he's attached to the two biggest fourth quarter collapses in Super Bowl history <laughs> yeah, yeah, are, yeah. is kind of nuts. Did you see those odds of him winning? Mm-hmm. Unreal. Yep. Yeah, I could. He it was ninety nine point six percent against the Patriots, and was it ninety six point seven percent or yeah. something like that against the Chiefs? Yeah. That's like uh, worse than Andy Reid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like that that's was just wild. not being talked enough about the fact that they blew that so hard. Granted, Dude. we talked we talked yeah. about that during the game. Is that man. the Chiefs' offense could have gone off at any moment, and they did, but they sure did. I feel like but San Francisco still... could have prevented it a little more with trying to run the ball, stick what they're good with, and but I think Shanahan had a couple um, clock management blunders because it seemed like at the end of the first half he kind of botched that too. Mm-hmm. Like he could have called the timeout and gotten the ball back with two minutes and forty seconds, but instead he let time click off and yep. he only got it with a minute twenty. So he he uh, he came out and said okay. that he's Jim. gone back a thousand Jim, hey. times to the Atlanta New England Super Sorry. Bowl, and there are a bunch of things he'd like to change, but he wouldn't change anything about this past game. Supposedly, he said he wouldn't change anything about how he coached in the Super Bowl. For this one, he said he would in the Atlanta, the the Patriots Atlanta game, but not for this one. Which I still I don't understand why they didn't take those timeouts before the end of the first half. You saw John Lynch in the in the right. suite like making yeah. a timeout motion. Like, what are you doing? So, I think I think he really Shanahan doesn't really trust Garoppolo. I think he really doesn't. Even though, even for though sure. Garoppolo had a good game, but that was. I mean, a lot of those play calls were kind of like safety throws. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yes. attacking yes. the offense or defense really going for it. And, you know, it wasn't really like hurry up is the game plan that Kyle Shanahan Correct. wanted. But when he if he had gotten the ball back with 240 left, he maybe didn't want to push it too hard to kind of maybe hurt Garoppolo's confidence at that time or even the team momentum. I think that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah. But 
man, it's the Super Bowl. I feel like you'd really want to step on the gas and try and go in with a 13-10 lead. Go for it. Yeah. Right. Go for it. So, But we had fun. The, the four of us were together at my house. We I think we've watched the last, I don't even know how many food. Super Bowls together. A lot of food. A lot of food. A lot of good food. A lot of gambling. No squares. No big squares anyway. It was fun. We, oh, I did, Jimmy. yeah. My mistake. Yes, sir, in Andy's pool. My mistake. It was a good time. Next good time. year, the basement will be done, starting drywall next weekend. So really? we'll have three TVs nice. at the house instead of two. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. We'll be in, be in good nice. shape. And not, I'm not moving the back room TV. I'm just buying another oh, one and go. putting it downstairs. Good. There you go. So we'll have three, three, three different options. viewing locations. <laughs> Dude, I yes. love it. That's good stuff. We can t- the the don't care room, the kind of care room, and then the basement for gambling and perfect. viewing purposes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Mostly poker and cigars down there, right, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just hot box in the whole house <laughs> and some bourbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy has his basement for like a week. Yeah. It's just stained yellow on the walls. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's like stepping into 1987. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh shit. Great. I love it. All right, boys. That's I all that's I all have. We got. Unless there's anything yeah. else pressing, we need to do a Did you guys submit your Oscar nominee sheets? I'm going to right after this, and I will post it all to right. the site. I just posted mine, so we are good to go. All right. I have a lot less confidence after talking with you guys, but <laughs> still excited. <laughs> Me too. It was good. <laughs> good times. Yeah, we're... Really a feel-good conversation about See, my See, I picks. have a lot of bets out there for the Oscars, <laughs> but they're more like of course they're you more do. Um, like value plays. So sure. I yeah. have to go with this one with what I think is actually going to happen because there's no value in me picking some upset or anything like that. So Sure. But. Yeah, I got you. All right. Jimmy, you want to walk us out? <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever Pat says at the end of the other episodes, do that. Subscribe, talk, like, Podbean. comment. <laughs> Podbean. Interact. iTunes. Bros Let's Talk. Instagram. Bros Let's Talk. Twitter. What is it? Bros Let's Talk. Podbean. Com. Nailed it. Bros Let's Talk. Go on. Facebook. Instagram. That's right. LinkedIn. Did a f- Google Plus. <laughs> For Jimmy, those. Sean, Candy. Later, dudes. This is Pat. No. <laughs> this is Pat. Later. See you guys. <laughs> All right. They just on the men, Jay. The gag, get the gag, get the gag, get the gag. Till it third wall, pass it till it third wall, pass it, get the gag, get the gag, get the gag, get the gag. Till it tip wall, pass it till it tip wall, pass it, get the gag, get the gag, get the gag, get the gag. Till it twelve wall, pass it till it twelve wall, pass it, get the gag, get the gag, get the gag, get the gag. Till it thirteen, pass it till it thirteen, pass it, get the gag. I hate goodbyes. Oh! <laughs> 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 <laughs>